And they, we basically just talked about our experiences in Japan. And then we also gave a short lesson about why Japanese people have to think about this problem and think more carefully about the certain microaggressions or certain things that they do within Japanese culture and how that negatively affects Black people. Hey, this is Curly, Curly and Kansai. Kansai, a podcast about our experience as curly-headed ladies living in the Kansai area of Japan. I'm Ayana. I'm Elise. And welcome back to another episode. Hey. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, yeah, every time. You don't sound excited. <laughs> How would Whatever. you know? Because I've known you for a while now, and I know your exciting tone, excited mm. tone. Ham, ham. <laughs> ham, ham. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is our 64th episode. How about that? Ooh, we old. Are we? Oh, no, yeah, we not. are old. No, we're not. We're forever okay. young. You know, I was looking at some of our old episodes when we actually had video. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day of like 2017. Oh my look, gosh. People don't want to see what I look like right now at this moment. So it's fine. <laughs> A hot ass mess because you ain't got no AC on. Probably. I do have the AC on, but my AC is also as old as I am. So it just don't, <laughs> it don't work as much. You know, it just don't work as good. <laughs> well, are you going to try to get a new one or you don't care? Uh, a new one costs thousands of dollars. So... You know, it would have to be like they would just have to stop working probably for me to want to put in money for a new one. Okay, as long as you're drinking enough water, dear. Uh, coffee has water. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm drinking water. I drink I drink some like tea and water, coffee, water, like one after the other. That's good. So, anything new up with you recently this past month? Oh my gosh, has it been a month since the last one? Usually. Okay. We're doing it monthly now. <laughs> All my plants are dying from the heat. Oh, the no. crows took the last of the food from the roof. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they stole my tomatoes, them bitches. I knew that was going to happen. You should have a net. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to buy a net for next season when everything okay. starts flowering again. Right, because you had some pretty flowers um, and fruit. Or yeah, I had, I had whole ass fruits up there mm-hmm. and they, they took all that shit. Yeah, I've just been at home working, writing. You started roller skating more. Yes. So I go roller skating like once a week out at Osaka Park. Mm. We'll be bombing hills, uh, scuffing up our hands and knees. <laughs> it's not fun, but I, I also do join in on that. <laughs> it is fun. Well, not the scuffing, but the everything else. <laughs> I don't like scrape, scraping my, my skin. I like my skin. Well, that's what the knee pads are for. I mean, I guess... <laughs> After this episode, we're going to go to the Osaka Castle Park and practice the hills. And yep. I'm scared because the last time I did it, it was very, very frightening. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get so, used to it, though. You're going to be a champ in no time. We'll see. <laughs> and <laughs> any updates on a stimulus check for you? Oh, so we finally got a letter. They didn't call us. Uh, they didn't email us because they never asked for our email. We got a letter sent back. We sent our stuff early June. We got a letter early August mm-hmm. <laughs> saying that because I am not the head of the household, they couldn't mm. give us the money. So we have wow. to put Shota's bank account 
which he never uses, which doesn't have any money in it because everything comes from my account. <sighs> even his paycheck? Yeah, I mean, his paycheck doesn't even go to the Yucho account. It goes to another account that, you know how Japanese companies be like, oh, uh, we want you to make an account here so we can give you, send you your money for cheap. Or okay, like so a he has a he has a another bank account. He just doesn't use, and then one that he uses to, for his job. All of and our housing expenses come from my account. I our see. cell phone, well, mm. uh, paying for the house, the electricity, everything comes from my account. So why in the freaking in hell? Like we both had our names on there. We had our incomes on there. What's mm-hmm. the problem? What what uh... is the problem? <laughs> <laughs> what's the problem so yeah you're not japanese that's the problem you know this head of the household bullshit be irking me because <laughs> technically you're the head of the household <laughs> you no know? but whatever we sent it back maybe we'll get it within the next couple of weeks i don't know apparently it takes them two months to process anything so we'll see well see my roommate she had issues early this month um, they tried to send it to her bank account, mm-hmm. but uh, they said that there was an issue with um, her name on her bank account. So they have, I don't know, they always mix her sounds in katakana. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say her name because she does not want me to say it on <laughs> in public. Fair but enough. they they basically, the, the last sound in katakana stays the same, but the first two, they flip it for some reason. Hmm. And she would be like, I said this it's written like this why are you saying it the other way around it's like japanese dyslexia it seems but it's been a problem that she's had since she's been in japan oh wow (laughs) um but i got mine uh two when did i get it actually last month yeah (laughs) (laughs) basically it's a rent but i got mine last month the end of last month and my yeah my roommates haven't gotten it yet dang that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. So uh, I'm just hoping that more of my friends get it. I know a few of us also have gotten it, but there's still a lot of us who haven't. So some old bullshit. I'm still looking for work. I'm just technically working online. That's not a Japanese company. So I still need to find work in a Japanese company for my visa. Sucks. Would you be interested in working at like one of our friends' bars or something? Uh I don't know. I need something that... Oh, your visa. Okay, that's right. Okay, so it has to be a company company, right? Yes. Like, if they could help me, like, if it's a company that has, like, gives me... What what am I trying to say? Does taxes or gives me a salary or can, like, do the paperwork when I need to update my visa. They don't necessarily have to support me. Like, they don't have to... What is it? They don't have to be Ganter. They don't have to sponsor me. But, like... I need to show that I work in Japan so, and pay taxes. Ooh, I do not like visa systems at all. They're no, not helpful. No, so I could just, yeah, I could just be chilling, working online uh, for U.S. Um, companies. But if I'm not working in a Japanese company, you know, I cannot stay here on a working visa. I need to be like permanent resident oh if, I, if I want to do that. I have like a month left. Lord <laughs> mercy. On my visa for that. Yeah, because like once you leave a job, you have three months until you you need to find a new job. Are they like contacting you to be like, hey? No. So that's that's like the loophole Mm -hmm. for many. So it's like you could be searching for a few months. But like, let's say you have to go to immigration within like the months that you Mm. have been searching. And if it's past the three months, they'd be like, okay, um, you overstaying your time uh, of not doing work here. So yeah, they they don't really check like that. They're not like, oh, who is not, who doesn't have a job right now? Because like also you have to manually um, submit that you are changing jobs. That's none of their business. (laughs) That is none of their business. 
freaking business. Oh my God. And it's like, huh? Like, I don't, a lot of times I have more than one job that's right. not full time. It's like they, right. They want it to be like, you change your job. Every time you change your job is like a full time job. You have to um, tell them. I'm like, and you could do it online now, but I'm just like, but I change my job a lot because it's a lot of part time stuff. So what? That's I don't get it. Hello, frustrating. It is so. As long as I don't go to the immigration, mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> uh. Nobody tell them. <laughs> All right. So this episode, we're going to talk about being on Japanese television. Mm-hmm. We actually talked about Japanese TV in November 2017. I had to check. Wow. Yes, and now it's August 2020. Um. So I feel like this is interesting because I think around that time I wasn't, I had never had any experience being on Japanese TV. I just mm-hmm. watched a lot of Japanese TV. Both of us have had experiences being on TV, but more so you with more camera time, air time, mm-hmm. talking on camera. Oh man, that was scary. More than me. <laughs> but I have also been on TV. Yeah. Talking. So let's, uh. let's talk about it. Yes. Yes. So you can start. Okay. So what TV shows or commercials have you been on? Uh, okay. So I've been on a local TV program called Chin Chin Pui Pui <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> this is on the MBS channel. Um, I think the next one, next episode that I'm going to be on is going to be at the end of this month. And it's just a really short thing. It's like a segment about uh, animal sounds in different languages. And they're just talking about how each language interprets animal sounds. Mm -hmm. And then I've also been on an NHK program called Baribara, which means barrier free bangumi. Mm-hmm. which means, because that's still <laughs> Japanese, <Yes. laughs> except for the barrier-free, Bangumi means TV program. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of the TV program is to share the experiences of minorities in Japan. This is a program that's on the educational um, NHK channel. And I guess it's pretty minor. I mean, you can watch it all across Japan, mm-hmm. but it comes on at like midnight. It's not like golden hour TV or anything. Mm-hmm. But the program has one like, TV uh, awards for their programming because they cover like disabled community in Japan, LGBTQIA. Did I get all of them? Just, just LGBT is also okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get them all, man. But also, question: barrier free. Mm-hmm. It sounds katakana English, or is that an English term like in America? Bear. Oh shit! Is barrier free not English English? I don't think so. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so in that case, barrier-free just means, the literal meaning means a a type of place where, you know, the people that are disabled that have to use a wheelchair or crutches or something can get around without, you know, a barrier, you know. I I could have sworn that was an English term. I mean, I think it might be, but I think the usage of the title sounds a little awkward. Because, yeah, I think it can also be interpreted as not only physical barriers, but, like, societal Mm -hmm. barriers because the way Japanese people treat people with disabilities or people that are of a different sexual orientation is not Mm -hmm. the best. They don't have the best track record when it comes to these kinds of human rights. So the program really is there to help lift up those voices and their aim is to promote, you know, like a more conscious kind of change in the, the culture of Japan. 
So it's a really cool program. Yeah. Uh, when I was watching TV a lot, I did watch that uh, program a couple of times. And I just remember the episode of them talking about the lack of ramps um, in public settings, mm-hmm. especially in the uh, train stops, uh, not stops, but train stations mm-hmm. and subway stations. It is it's really ridiculous. It's really upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like no, because like in D.C., we are notorious for having all of our shit broken all the time. At least 10 Mm -hmm. years ago when I was there, that was the case. So if you had to use Mm -hmm. a wheelchair on the metro, you know, it was kind of a pain. But they did their best to help you because they were like, you know, the elevator is broken in the station. So if you use a wheelchair, contact the metro authorities and they'll just basically drive you to where you need to go. Like whatever station you need to go to or whatever. But Mm -hmm. here in Japan, like if it's broken, I don't know. So what can they do? Because I've never seen... Any kind of transport service. You know, on JR, sometimes you see a sign that say, that sees somebody like in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and they want everybody and their mama to help right. this person up and down the They're stairs. They're like, kore So you basically ask people or you ask the, uh, I think a lot of them call ahead of time mm-hmm. or not call ahead of time. When they go um, through the gates, they talk to the the staff mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to go to this stop. When they go on the train and then they're the stop destination that they are, mm-hmm. then the staff are ready for a ramp right. yeah, for yeah, the train yeah. between the train and the platform and then they help them. That's what I have yeah, seen. Yeah, I've seen that. But like, imagine every time you go out, you have to do that. Mm, that's what they have to do. That sucks. Like, you're like, I'm, try- I'm just trying to go downtown, roll, give me some cute dresses. But I got to call. got to make sure they get the ramp. Every decision or location you have to go to is a decision you have to really calculate. Right. I feel bad. Yeah, because they can't just up and leave and just go no. somewhere unless they know the route already. Because right. I know for our friend who has a child, mm-hmm. she said that she has to like make sure that it's like baby wheel, uh, baby chair accessible, really? which is the same basically as a wheelchair. Oh, wow. It's a pain. Yeah, Japan's not really up on like multi-purpose spaces. Like if the space works for mostly everybody, then they're kind of like, ah, it's fine. 90% of the people can use it. So it's fine. (laughs) Let's talk about like that program and what you did on it. Okay, so the recent episode that I was part of was for Black Lives Matter. Um, We had actually been in another episode in February, which was Mm -hmm. called Black and Bunaku, I think it was. And what Mm -hmm. they basically wanted was to have, uh, they asked... Three African-Americans, I think. Yes. They had us come on the TV program and talk to Japanese people who are from um, Burang, Buraku, Bunraku. Is you mean like the Burakumin? Yeah, Burakumin. Ah, Burakumin. Okay, that's what it was. Thank you. You knew. I didn't know if you were saying something different. <laughs> I'm going to bust you up. I'm going to bust you up. Yes, Burakumin. So they had Japanese people that were descendants or currently live in these Burakumin communities. And they were just like, you know, talking about the kinds of uh, stereotypes they've had to deal with, some of the discrimination they've had to deal with. And they were just like, oh, do you can you relate to like this discrimination? I know it sounds weird because they're like, they really brought y'all on to do this. But it's it's I guess it's an end way for Japanese people to see that this kind of discrimination, how it can affect anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. It's you, the best way to get people to sympathize or to, you know, show a little empathy is to show, you know, how these kinds of discriminations can easily be applied to them. Because for right. Japanese people, you know, they're always like, there's not, not all Japanese people, but obviously, a lot, but yeah. a lot of people on the internet that be talking out their necks be like, Japan doesn't have a discrimination problem. Women don't get discriminated against. We don't discriminate against the, uh, you know, Zainichi Koreans or Chinese. And it's like, man, 
Do y'all not look outside your ass? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So the February program was Budakimin. Um, July was Black Lives Matter. And they had me, uh, Baye, Professor John Russell, um, and then two, oh, no, one girl who is a, she's half Japanese, half uh, Kenyan, I want to say. Oh, I thought Ghanaian, but I'm not sure. Was it Ghanaian? Okay, sorry. I don't know. Ghanaian. Sorry. And then an actor who was also half, he was, he's in his like thirties. And I forget what he was. He's not half African-American, but he's half African and half Japanese. Mm -hmm. And they, we basically just talked about our experiences in Japan. And then we also gave a short lesson about why, why Japanese people have to think about this problem and think more carefully about the certain uh, microaggressions or certain things that they do within Japanese culture and how that does negatively affect black people. Right. So, how was that for you? What was your experience like? I was very scared. <laughs> Both times? <laughs> well, the first time, it wasn't about me, right? It was about Burakamine. Mm. So I was just more like a passive observer with occasional commentary. And even in that episode that aired, I didn't really say much. Mm-hmm. I said a lot in the studio, but <laughs> we we record for like four hours. Jeez. So they have to take four hours of content and shove it into 30 minutes. Jeez. They're, but they do, the, they get the job done. So that time I wasn't so nervous. This time, throughout the entire planning process of the program, you know, they asked me to help them make sure that we were covering the right topics, the things that needed to be talked about. Mm -hmm. And then with the history section, um, we worked together on the outline Mm -hmm. of what we should talk about. So, like, originally when they wrote it, they had uh, the picture of Lincoln in there Mm. about the emancipation. And I was like, we can't do this. We cannot bring any white saviors into this conversation because we're talking about black people and black history. And they're like, oh, yeah, when you put it that way. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it that way. Yes. You should talk about black people and the efforts that black people have done to help raise themselves up. That's good. So I got I showed them I taught them about Frederick Douglass because they didn't know who he was at all. Yeah. They didn't know about black abolitionists. They only knew about white abolitionists, Mm. which is crazy. Yeah. That's world history when it's, you know, written by white people. Exactly. Exactly. Got to unlearn. Yeah. I saw a lot of people really appreciated your segment and they were giving you lots of praise online. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. It was embarrassing oh my god you were like you said i'm not gonna be online for a bit <laughs> yeah i just i was like did not use twitter for like two or three days so i can't handle this so they prepared like all the cars and pictures as well yeah so after we finished the outline we finished what we we're gonna say they paid for the all the stock images they put they wrote it out for me mm. and gave me like a script okay like like a script or something, something that I I didn't have to say exactly what it was, mm-hmm. what the words were exactly, but the basic outline of what I should say for mm-hmm. my speech. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't had no lines in a minute. So I was up here <laughs> practicing with Shota and I was like, how should I, what's the intonation uh, of this word? Am I saying it right? Because every time I say it, it sounds weird. <laughs> wow. Because I was like, girl, you are natural. You saying all this. It's like, does she have a script? I was so confused. Yes. <laughs> there was a script. They had it below the camera. Which is why they probably don't have the camera on my face a lot of the time because I was staring to death at that script. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, it's like just these handwritten cards with the words on it. So was it um in kanji when they wrote it out? Oh yeah, they just wrote it out like for Japanese people. So some of the kanji, I was like, can we add the furigana? Because <laughs> I can't remember how to say that. Oh my. But they were really nice, and like even when I messed up, they're like, no, it's fine. Just keep going. We can edit out the mistakes. Don't worry about it. Just you know, say it again. We'll work. We'll fix it. So that's interesting. And then, like, when they like, ba- all right, basically, tell us how you got scouted for this because you're not in an agency, are you? No, no, no I'm not in the agency. I was years ago, back when I before I had all my piercings and mm-hmm. when I looked like a wholesome girl. Mm. <laughs> I look like the devil. <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, yeah. So the director, one of the directors for the TV program, not the main director, one of the assistant directors found my YouTube channel mm. and years ago, like back in 2013 or 14, I want to say, mm-hmm. I had started my own little YouTube series that I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but <laughs> I was like, it's called the Nakayoshi Project, which is like the Nakayoshi means like to be friendly with someone, mm-hmm. to be like buddy, buddy. And my objective was to share the achievements of black people in Japanese on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I made like three or four videos and I talked about I think at the time I was talking about Misty Copeland because she had just become probably like the first principal ballet dancer for um, some ballet troupe. Mm -hmm. And then I made a few other videos. And it was basically an attempt to just put out more positive information about black people. Mm. But at the time, YouTube was not really being widely used in Japan. Yeah. So it didn't I didn't get many comments. I don't think I got any comments or very many views. So I just stopped making it. Mm -hmm. But I left it up there just in case. Yeah. Somebody found it (laughs) and someone did find it. (laughs) Yeah, now you're on a a TV show. Right. The moral of the story is if you think you should make something, you should just make it. Whether or not people, you think people are watching. (laughs) Do you think you'd start it up again? Yeah, I think now that I don't have to work full time at a company, I could definitely make more time. And my Japanese is better, much better than it was then. Back then, I felt like uh, I was... It was a struggle just trying to write everything out in Japanese. Right, it right. Took hours. But now I could probably just, you know, uh, what do they call it? Wing it. <laughs> you can wing it a little bit. <laughs> Maybe get some, yeah. get some notes and then you'll be able to fill it out. Right. I think I'd be a little bit better at speaking. Hmm. So I might. I don't know. You know. That's good. Um, so uh, was there anything that you expected or were surprised about when you were doing the show? I was kind of surprised at the amount of, like, pre- planning work that went into the, I don't know why I say I'm surprised. Of course, programs take a lot of pre-planning, but... Is this how they do it? Yeah, you know, they have, like, you know, several meetings, and they have all these, like, storyboards and, like, cards, and they very meticulously plan out each segment and what topics should be discussed or what comments they want people to make, and um, they'll give you the daihon, mm-hmm. which is the script, mm-hmm. And they may, even though it's, even though it's a program where everyone's just supposed to like talk freely, there's still a script. Okay. And so much as it's like, for 15 minutes, we're going to talk about this topic. As we talk about this topic, you know, you can say whatever you want, but we also want you to mention like this specific, this specific experience that you talked to the assistant director about, like during a meeting. And I'll be like, I don't remember, (laughs) don't remember this conversation. Why are you asking me to bring it? (laughs) So I usually miss all my marks on the script and just wing it right i see (laughs) but that's also because i had to do it in japanese so Mm -hmm. the thinking my the amount of time i spend thinking i try to keep it short so i just 
usually say the first thing that comes to mind. Right. Yeah. I know for me, when I think in Japanese, I'm just like, <laughs> what are the words? I don't know. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, Japanese, but at the time you just be like, uh, I words can't get lost language. so quickly. Even in English, when someone's asked me a question, I know I really can't answer. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm only thinking of two things that have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Oh, no. That happens. <laughs> Luckily, my friends on my Discord channel are all champion debaters. So I'm very good at debating in English about stupid shit. <laughs> yes, you are. It makes me want to cry. No, why? Because I'm not a debater. So anytime oh. you argue with me about something that's frivolous, I'm like, I give up. <laughs> you do give up. I don't even want to <laughs> fight because then I just get upset. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> you guys you just need your training. You could be a master one day. Well, you, you can. Master debater. You can huh? train me, sensei. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then um, did you get paid a timely matter and about how much you get paid for this type of work it doesn't have to be you don't have to tell me exactly so for these two programs the nhk and mbs program they have always paid me on time Mm. um through the the bank and it ranges from depending on you know how much time you have to spend on the program it can be like five thousand yen up to several hundred dollars so Mm -hmm. the more work you do for the program the more they will likely pay you Mm. um yeah, I've never been in, on any of those like foreigner programs where they just like drag you up off the street. And... Right. Actually, that's a lie. I have. I just remembered it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was like they came through my company at the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they wanted to stage it so that like they they found foreigners, and then they took us to like an arcade, and we're like, look at these weird Japanese video games. But we work at a freaking video game company in Japan. Of course, we know about Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's some of the, like, weird yarase stuff that I don't like about Japanese TV. Yeah. Where they, everything is staged and there's no sincerity at all about the program. Right. I I never thought anything was <laughs> genuine on Japanese TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, every time they're like, oh, we just found this person. You can just assume they didn't. And they contacted that person in advance and they gave them a script. <laughs> They have lines that they have to say. The only time it's like really unexpected is like when they go to the airport and then they find people <laughs> from the I airport. I don't even think I don't even think it's that that spontaneous. Then sometimes, like I feel like they have the spontaneous ones thrown in. Yes, yeah, but I mean. the main ones they follow. Yeah. They've already contacted. You're them. right. Like, Where are you going? That's it. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting enough for us. We'll follow you. And it's like, um, bitch, pay me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, no, I'm not going to be on this TV just after I was on a 12-hour <laughs> trip. <laughs> I hope they pay them for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so would you do the NHK or any other TV show like that again where you do a lot of speaking? Yeah, I wouldn't mind as long as, you know, the, the TV program is sincere in the way that Body Bada is. Because some programs are just looking for, uh, you know, like American TV shows, they're just looking for a little bit of hype, mm-hmm. you know, something to make their program interesting. And in the past, I would have done programs like that because, you know, you just want to be on TV and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that would be fun. But, you know, now I'm like, nah, I really got to protect my brand <laughs> as tiny as it is. You know, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a sellout, man. Who want to be a sellout? No, you don't want to. Yeah. (laughs) We do have a question from our Discord that our Discord is actually popping, you know, a little bit here and there. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, come chat, chat. Do you believe NHK having a a lease on demonstrates a willingness for more ethnic 
or racial diversity in their network? Or does it more tie back to general curiosity of foreigners? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I would say it's more of the latter than the former because mm-hmm. it's kind of a one-off. They're not trying to make a series about um, ethnic minorities or anything. The program is still probably going to focus on mainly on Japanese minorities. Right. But I hope that the program will, or I hope that it has inspired them, especially the reaction online, because I don't think they expected as many people to like tweet about it and um, comment on the videos because they are on Twitter and Facebook. So they see yeah. them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just so y'all know, they are looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think in the future, they may that hopefully it will inspire them to do more programs to focus on ethnic minorities and the treatment of these minorities and just really making sure that proper images of minorities are are put out there because I honestly think Japanese people think they're doing the best they can for minorities in terms of representation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we have black people on TV. We have, you know, black comedians on TV. And for them, it's diversity because they're black. Right. But when we see them, we're like, oh, man, they're playing, you know, the big, scary black dude or they're playing just something the... stereotypical. Right. It, for us, it reads as a stereotype immediately where for them, they're like, well, that's what TV is. TV is a collection of stereotypes broadcast <laughs> for everyone to consume. And yeah, hopefully now they can now that we've you know taught them the history of stereotypes, especially stereotypes like blackface. I feel like we still need to keep doing that. I don't think they still learned, but I mean, not everybody li- yeah. watches that program. So it's like exactly. you have to kind of continue continuously do it until finally the masses understand. I really hope they do. Uh, I don't know. Well, um, have faith, child. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, you kind of mentioned a little bit, but what was the general reaction of Japanese uh, people, both on set and offset, I guess? The people on the set um, and that work on the TV program in general are so used to talking about minority issues Mm -hmm. that for them, it's like, of course, these things are offensive. And of course, you have to consider people's feelings. Like, of course, it's not about the intent of the blackface. It's about how it's taken by the, the viewers. Right. Right. And so for them, it was it's uh, it's not new information, but within the company itself, the company of NHK, like the day that I went for the meeting about the program, they are they were just finishing their racial sensitivity like <laughs> presentation. Mm. And the presentation was done by the main director of Buddy Bada because, of course, he, he's got experience with like discrimination and talking about discrimination and teaching people about right. discrimination. So it's still going to take some time because even within NHK mm-hmm. there are people that are like well I don't understand why it's offensive to have a black cartoon like they only see a black cartoon but they don't see how the features of the cartoon are offensive how the yeah. cartoon was behaving was offensive you know yeah I thought it was interesting that they didn't even know about the NHK uh, debacle with the cartoon mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. know ex- like about it until like it was mentioned it was already out yeah it was already out so they're like wow this is our our company doing this stuff and we're like we're a whole ass program trying to tell y'all <laughs> what not to do <laughs> right <laughs> nobody nobody thought to run this by nobody else not anybody with experience not a native person whatever right Mm-mm. 
That's terrible. Well, thank you for that. Was there any any last things you wanted to mention about your experience on Japanese TV? No, that was okay. cool. All right. Well, I guess for me, my experience is not as intense as yours. I've been on a couple of commercials and one NHK drama, but I was just an extra. So mainly for me, my experience has just been an extra. And anything that's like my voice has been narration work, which is also a commercial. Um, My most proud moment was being on a USJ commercial for Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I was on an Apple commercial, but it was just my arm or my neck. I don't know. It was just a body body part. Yeah. I missed the Apple commercial. Well, because I didn't really care about it. I was like, man, nobody notices me. So I didn't share. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) And then um, the NHK drama that I was on was called Mom Puku. And... The character that I was was um, it was like based in or the time setting was in the 70s, I believe. And mm-hmm. I was wearing this bright baby blue and white outfit. Ooh, peak where, 70s. Yes. And I was it was like all tweed, too, <laughs> <laughs> with these white pumps and bright baby blue stockings. <laughs> and mm. I was just standing. I was supposed to be like in a museum as like the staff, and people were supposed to ask me where the bathroom was, and I was just like, "It's over there." But you know, <laughs> so was this museum supposed to be in like America um, or something? No, it was. It was set in the time when they had the Bampaku Cohen. Oh, the expo. The expo, yes. So I was supposed to be, you know, just standing there like as a volunteer for all the other foreigners coming. Yeah. How was the, how was the casting for that? Yeah. So I'm in an agency. So a lot of times when I do when I get jobs, it's because of my picture. So uh, there's a lot of photo auditions, and that's that's what happened for mm. me. And mm-hmm. um, the girl who got speaking time, I don't know how she got it, but I I'm thinking similar to like just photo. And then if they asked um, her to do I guess some voice work or, you know, video they asked her. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten any talking time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I realized I was also on a variety show with two other black men. Oh, what was that? That was interesting. I will have to look on Instagram because I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah. I, what I do remember is that we were all the guests or all the extras there were Japanese we were the only foreign group that were there for the NHK variety show we were on this moving chair so we were just like waiting on a line while you know Mm. we sat on a chair the chair moved and the comedians on stage had to like I guess make us laugh and um right if we laugh they get they get points. If they don't laugh, they don't get anything or whatever. Um, so when okay. our group went on, they just sang happy birthday in dumb English to make us laugh. And I was like, this is your joke? Did you laugh? <laughs> um, I just smiled at them. I did not laugh because okay. I was like, this is not this is not funny. I was just like laughing in my mind. And like I was laughing because this is dumb, but I wasn't laughing because mm. it was funny. Right. So I think they got a point anyway because I think another person, oh. yeah, one of another person in our group kind of giggled. Like don't take he, his black card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. And then like after we did that segment, um, we all got on the stage while um they like chose foreigners to do some type of funny shit. I don't know, like do some dance mm. or I don't know, but 
Yeah, this was this is 85 weeks ago. Oh, December 2018. Um Shim I think that's the show. Shimo it was on Furi? YTV. Yomiuri television. Shimofuri? Yeah, I think so. Bangu. I'm gonna just do you see oh. it? Yeah. Yep. There it? it is. Teribi Asahi. So that was it. There was like a couple comedians and there was a bunch of kids and other a uh, variety of people. There's old people, young people. There was football players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What? It was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> what is it a variety? Pro- like some of these variety programs, I cannot figure out what they're supposed to be about. It just, be, I mean, I guess that's the, ele- the element of yeah. variety <laughs> in the variety program. But sometimes I'm like, can you help me? <laughs> I just sent you a link of my Instagram showing the picture of that I'm in. Oh, it's that ugly dude. People be making fun of oh him. They God. call him ugly. <laughs> That's so mean. M1 Grand Prix. Oh, okay. So I guess they had all the M1 dudes on there testing out. There. Is that a uh, comedian group or something? M1 Grand Prix is a contest for comedians. I think it's it's okay. Manzai. Yes, Manzai. That's what the M stands mm-hmm. for. <laughs> Manzai won. And so they have all the little Manzai dudes come up there and do their best, you know, Manzai thing. So singing happy birthday is a terrible, terrible Manzai thing. And I would have. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I would give it the wasn't funny. Down. I was just like, can you guys not? It's like you, anytime they see a foreigner, they want to like speak English and like you. you that's not the joke, though. Like, right. Why is English uh-uh. a joke to you? <laughs> it should not be a joke to you, homie. You need to work on it. Right. So. Yeah, it was an interesting experience because um, it was my first time doing variety show. And a lot of times the, those jobs pay very low. It was 8,000 yen for like four to five hours. But we definitely was there more than that. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I also was I was at Euro. You remember the event we went to um, near the airport for our friend who had the sneaker shop? Yes. So it was that same day where I had to leave early to do the recording for that. Oh, and you was out there for like all night, I guess. Is it nighttime? Was yeah, it? it was nighttime. It was it was late. <laughs> um, so they really don't be like respecting people's times. No, yo. they don't. So like, I was like, I'm gonna do this this one time, see how it is, and then anytime they offer me other um, variety TV show work or extra work where the pay is like lower than Ichiman, I, I'll say no. I was also on a movie. Oh, that that was similar to what is that? Kick the bucket one with um, the old man. That's God, the black man. Why I forget his name. Uh, everyone is his Evan Almighty. No, um, but that that's the 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 actor. Who's the actor? The black man. More, Morris, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. So Morgan Freeman and uh, the guy who played Joker a long time ago with the face is like permanently looks like Joker. What's his name? Jack. Jack. <laughs> oh my God! I can't. Are you talking about? Oh, oh, Jack. Jack Nicholson, Nicholson yeah. and Morgan Freeman made a movie where they were like. Gonna right. kick the bucket, or they're doing all this. Right, right. The bucket, the bucket list. list. Yes. So, thank you. <laughs> there is a Japanese version of the bucket list that I was on. And There's a Japanese version. Yes. <laughs> yes. I never saw the movie, but I'm in it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh my god. Is it called the bucket list? I'm in Japanese, yes. It. Oh my god. The bucket I don't think that's the name of it, but. But yeah, so there's a scene in the the original bucket list that they copied, basically. I feel like they just copied the whole movie and just made it Japanese. And um, mm-hmm. it was in a restaurant. And it's like me and a couple other foreigners where we're just like, 
in awe that they're eating this big parfait. And then um, the two old ladies, because there's two old ladies instead of two old men. It's like, hey, everyone, mm-hmm. you can have a parfait. So everyone, you just gave it out to everybody. And we're like, oh, thank you. Free <laughs> <laughs> parfait. That, so that one um, paid. Oh, was it with ladies? Yes. I found okay, it. Please send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. Must be this. Yeah, the Blu-ray just came out this year. Okay, so maybe we should get it and rent it or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to find your scene. So this was basically 12,000 12, yen. But there was mm-hmm. one person who was called very last minute because somebody got sick and couldn't do it. And this was all the way, the taping was all the way in Kyoto. That person mm-hmm. got ended up getting paid 30,000 yen because you're like, this is last minute. Um, I'm not doing it unless you pay me this. <laughs> so I was like, I'm only getting paid <laughs> 12,000 yen. I wish I could make demands like that. <laughs> I was annoyed, but it was, again, another eight-hour type business or just long mm-hmm. um Long set, long hours, and I said, "Did they do your makeup and stuff?" I, I did. I always do my own makeup. I mm. always do my own makeup. And e- there was one time I did do a modeling gig where they did most of my makeup. I just, um, I did the base, which is mm-hmm. basically what it, what I can do because they don't usually have my makeup. They never do, actually. Not usually, they never have it. Mm. So them colors be look. They and they always bring out the colors like you might use them anyway. You'd be like, I'm not trying to look dusty. Mm-mm. Put them, put them colors back over there. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I did a variety show and I did a movie extra. And I think I'm like, I don't think I'll do that again unless I don't know. I don't know what would make me want to do it again. But it was just long hours, low mm-hmm. pay. I didn't like it. Right. But I guess more experience That's cool, yeah, though. would help me. I don't know. <laughs> narration work is more fun for me because it's like there's not there's no camera i don't need makeup um and usually the recording is not that long i mean i have done some Mm -hmm. long ones but yeah they're usually not that long and i get paid more Mm, yeah it would be nice if i got more so where's your narration stuff at now like is there any place that's currently using it um well a lot of my narration gigs have lately have been for like english tests or textbooks mm-hmm. um and then others that i've done i've done for a beer company like sapporo i can mm. i can put a link for one of them and i've also done some dubbing for but they're usually for like provo- promotional videos for like companies like factories and stuff i don't know there's nothing like commercial like people will see so <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's only very few that I have physical the, copies for myself. Not physical, like online copies of myself. But the private ones pay more. Um, no, they're all around the same. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, and I get some reoccurring ones, but they're always like six thousand yen for like one minute of recording, so it's all good. <laughs> That's a solid. So, last question. Um, now that you see like behind the scenes of how some of these shows are made. Like, has your mm-hmm. thoughts changed about Japanese TV? No. <laughs> it's like, it's the same. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. TV is bad. Mm, they, they're, they're very bad. <laughs> I also agree. <laughs> um, and, oh, just, I remember, because I just saw yesterday that a video where that girl was talking to us in English about um, checking out restaurants with rainbow stickers. 
that you shared? Oh, the Fuachan joint. Yeah. Can you explain to everybody what happened? <laughs> okay. So this, uh, she's a comedian. I don't know why people think she's mm. funny, but <laughs> she's a comedian that's popular right now. Every year in Japan, a different set of people become popular and eventually they disappear into obscurity. But right now, this girl is in every TV program. Mm. And apparently she's a kikokushijo, which is a returnee, a Japanese person that's been overseas for a long time and then comes back to Japan and is generally made fun of for not being all the way 100% Japanese. <laughs> so they either are like really good at English and they get teased for that or they're not as good at, at Japanese because they didn't spend all of elementary school in Japan. So they get teased for that. Um, I guess in her case, her thing is that she's a girl and she's quirky and she also speaks pretty good English. So in the video, it's which was a, I guess it was produced by the Tokyo Metropolitan Government. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know. I mean, Koike is in it at the mm-hmm. end, so I'm assuming that the government had a hand in making the video, and it's supposed to be a a warning <laughs> like i don't even understand the purpose of the video because she doesn't give information like it's a covid video right. it's about covid and it's about how she's like you should go to restaurants that have this rainbow sticker because that means that they are following health standards to help prevent the spread of covid which even though she says that in the video like a day before that video was out a restaurant <laughs> had to close that had a rainbow sticker because they had a covid outbreak oh my God. so that statement in the video isn't even accurate Mm-mm. But she's saying it in English, and the way she talks the whole time is like this weird, perky, like English teacher vibe. And if you've never taught English in Japan, you're not gonna know what this is. But should I do an impression? Go ahead. Everybody, close your ears because it might get loud for a second. <laughs> when you teach English in Japan, you have to be super like high energy because otherwise, kids will ignore you. So you have to be like, hi, everybody. I hope you're doing well today. We're going to have an English class. So I need everybody to put their hands out like this. So it sounds like a children's <laughs> program, right? You know, it's, you you enunciate every single like consonant and syllable. And it's fine for teaching English. like To kids. Sure. To kids. Right. For kids. Please do not teach adults like that. <laughs> Though some adults probably would like it. Um, I don't do my English classes like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but for a video that's supposed to be about spreading awareness on COVID in English, the tone just came off as just really awkward and unnecessarily like ginky. And I was just like pointing it out. Like I wasn't really attacking her because I don't care about her. Right. She can do whatever she right. wants. But a lot of people in kept kind of like trying to come to her defense. Like, that's her character. She's just a ganky person. And it's, you know, that's just how she is. What? And I'm like, that's fine if that's how she is. But what I'm saying is it's not needed for this kind of announcement. Like, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't. And then people are like, well, it's supposed to attract young people. And I'm like, if you treat young people like idiots, like they can only pay attention to something if it's written in this ganky, hyper energetic, very not realistic way. <laughs> I mean, you think very low of your young people is my first. I, I love how you don't think. <laughs> I love how our friend is like, oh no, not her. She's trash. <laughs> right. One of our friends was just straight up like, nah, she's not. She's on the list. We don't support her. And I'm like, hey, you ain't said nothing but a word. <laughs> like I can, I can get behind ignoring the fuck out of somebody real quick. So yeah, it was just. It's just. I just want Japanese government to do better. Like that shouldn't be your government video for 
English speakers about no. COVID. And this is like when we had we had that an interview while I mean a week ago, and the girl was like, "Oh, what do you what word do you have for Japanese people?" I'm like, "Can you just not treat us like children? <laughs> Talk to us normal." Right. <laughs> they can't seem to yeah. do that. <laughs> I feel like this is a thing I've been saying to Japanese people a lot recently. Like, just treat foreigners like regular Japanese people. You don't have to, like, do anything special. You don't have to, like, adopt a, a fake way of speaking. Treat us the exact same. I promise you it'll be fine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. That on that. <laughs> I was saying, I think that was our actual rant. We haven't had a rant in a while. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was technically a rant, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I think we should end our episode there. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for, you know, telling us about your experience in NHK. I remember after, right after it, you're like, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. I was like, no, we got to do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because at first I was like, I'll make a blog. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Um, I'm over yeah, it. <laughs> your vlog that you did do right after it was just very short and wasn't like informative. It didn't tell us anything. It's just like, yeah, nope. I'm going to do this recording. It was interesting, but yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was still in like a little bit of not shock, but I was like, oh, I really did it. I really, I did that thing. So mm. I was proud of myself, but I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you again. And that will be it for our episode. If you want to join our Discord, um, we have a link. I think we need to update it. I don't know. But people are still joining. So maybe it's still. Good. Yeah, I don't think it's it expires. Okay. So you guys can join that link whenever. Yes, please support us. We still have a coffee or a K-O-F-I account. <laughs> we need support for this oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't said it in a while. You can check the show notes for any of the links that we have mentioned. Uh, please follow us on our social media accounts. And we'll see you yep. next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.